After a season with far more ups than downs, the last glimmer of hope that Chicago Bulls fans collectively shared was, can we get into the lottery? Can we win and get a top four pick and hold on to our pick? Well, the answer to that was hell no. We're going to talk about why that is, what all went into the Bulls, and reframing that Nikola Vucevic trade. We're also going to look at some free agents that the Bulls should stay away from in free agency. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-Z-E on every social media platform that we are on. If you want to follow the podcast, you can also do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. But let's get into the content today. The Chicago Bulls did not get into the lottery. It just is. We did not hold on to our own pick. Our pick will convey to the Orlando Magic. Um, The Bulls did not move up, move down. It stayed at number 11. And, you know, that's unfortunate, right? The, the, The lottery getting into that top four area would have given the Bulls just so much, you know, additional talent, a little bit extra hope after a tough season and a season in which the Bulls are going to have difficulty adding to the roster. But with that being said, there are a couple of things that really went into this. And me and Pat had an interview over with Mark K from CHGO Bulls, and he made a great point, and one that I hadn't necessarily thought about it this way. Where the, when the Bulls made the move for Nikola Vucevic that ended up giving up this pick and the pick two, draft ago, two drafts ago that both turned into lottery picks, a number eight and a number 11 pick, as well as Wendell Carter for Nikola Vucevic is basically what we got out of that. And when you look at the fact that the, the picks were made even worse by the sense that the Bulls did not do anything in free agency or the draft to improve the team enough, right? When you look at the initial first trade that we gave up for Nikola Vucevic, I mean, the first uh, draft pick that ended up becoming Franz Wagner, the Bulls were on a path to make the playoffs that year. Uh, Zach Levine ends up going down with COVID. He misses the last, like, 15 games. The Bulls don't make the playoffs. The, the Magic get a get a lottery pick out of that. And then when you look at this this season, the Bulls did not make a move to, you know, overtake the, the the loss of Lonzo Ball, really kind of waiting to see if he was going to get back in there. We didn't use our full mid-level exception last year in the offseason, didn't make any trades at the trade deadline, and the Orlando Magic get yet another lottery pick. If you look and if one or two of those two things don't happen, or God forbid both don't, the Bulls are giving up picks that are in maybe 17 to 20 area instead of giving up lottery picks two extra lottery picks for Nikola Vucevic and that really comes down to the lack of activity by the front office the front office and their their lack of going after players to really add to this roster it double hurt the Bulls yes it hurt us in not being able to make the playoffs outright this season but it also hurt us in the sense that you you added more value to the trade that you made for Nikola Vucevic as one of my lights goes out you added more value for the Orlando Magic in the trade they made for Nikola Vucevic just by nature of you not being more aggressive to improve this team. And that sucks when you think of it that way. That sucks that when you look at the Bulls, they gave up so much more than what they possibly could have given up just by the nature of this team, you know, avoiding the luxury tax, not making, you know, certain level of deals, not keeping the team at a certain competition level. It all sucks, man. And it it just, you know, it it it's the season of being a Bulls fan, man. It, it's the so... The, this season has been so up and down. These last couple of seasons have been so up and down. 
And the front office's lack of really movement, lack of aggression out in the in the free agent market, regardless if it is because of ownership or whoever, not trying to place blame on who it is, regardless of whatever it was, you did not improve the team well enough for us to be a lottery team. I'm sorry, for, for us to be a playoff team. And because of that, you give an additional lottery pick to the Orlando Magic, who now go into next year's draft with the sixth and the 11th pick for a young team that is really still on the way up. It just sucks, man. It all comes together to, to just bring a sucky-ass situation for the Chicago Bulls. Now, to come out of that, how can the Bulls still get in the draft? You guys know we've been talking about it. There still is potential, especially now with Portland picking where they are. Could Portland still be incentivized to give um, or to, yeah, to trade the New York Knicks pick, which is number 22nd, 23, somewhere in there, to the Chicago Bulls so the Bulls can remove the protect the future protections they have on Portland's first round pick. The, the the talk around that has kind of calmed down some here in, in recent weeks. So that could be a sign of maybe something's there. It could be a sign of maybe those talks aren't going to happen. Because if the Portland Trailblazers do use this pick and they get a Scoot Henderson or something and then eventually move on from Dame, they may be less incentivized to even remove the protections from their pick. Keep in mind, the Trailblazers removing the protection from their pick, that conversation is basically built around them trying to add additional star-level talent to Dame Lillard and using their first-round picks to get to, to do so. If the Trailblazers end up deciding to bottom out, they end up deciding to blow it all up and use now this pick that they have paired with Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons to go young, the, the Trailblazers have no incentive to remove the protections because they're probably going to be bad enough to where they're going to keep missing the playoffs and, and that pick is going to eventually turn into two second-round picks after 2028 for the Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls would lose again that way. It's it's tough, man. It's We we are facing a tough offseason ahead for the Chicago Bulls in many ways, right? And so, you know, the, the, the conversation now shifts to the Chicago Bulls from can they get lucky in the draft, we did not, to now you still have to improve this team. You still have to do enough work on this on this roster to improve this team, at least theoretically on paper you do. I've said before, I would not be surprised if the likely outcome is that the Bulls just run it back, and God forbid if they do suck again next season, they do have their own first-round pick in 2024 outright, but that would mean that we are in for another long season as Chicago Bulls fans. Now, some benefits could come out of that. They could put Kobe, Dalen, and Patrick Williams in higher positions in the in the pecking order, and we can see their development. It may not come via wins, but then we can have a better look at and try to gauge our young players on the team. But that is going to be tough. That is going to be a hard sell for Bulls fans. And so when you look at that, what the Bulls decide to do this offseason, the direction that they decide to go is going to really dictate the level of play that we get next season. And I don't think that the Bulls are ever going to, as, as far as completely retool in the sense that we're just terrible for two or three years. But I do think that allowing your young players to have a, a higher order in that in the higher order um, in in the hierarchy of just shots and things like that and prioritization on the roster, um, you 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 could get worse. You could get better. You never know. Somebody could t- could make a leap that could make you get better. But more than likely, you're probably looking at a team that is not going to be in as many games as what they were even last season. And then you, you, uh, next year's shaping up to be a pretty deep draft as well. You could take advantage of that. I I don't know. But if this team is doing exactly what AK told us and that they are trying to change their shot profile, they're not looking to, to go full rebuild, to reboot this roster to, and to do it in a way that it means that you, you, are, you are still trying to add enough talent to this team, 
it may mean doing that via the trade market, via moving some of these contracts that are on your team to try to to change up that shot profile, to change up the makeup of the team, to change up the offense a little bit, right? And the prospect of doing that really just sits that and, and really brings home the fact that this roster was never really constructed in a way that made sense. Yes, we had glimpses of looking when, when we had Lonzo Ball. We had glimpses when we had Pat Bev. But really, when you look at it, and I've said this before many times, many of the Chicago Bulls' issues at the second half of last season and for the majority of this season were still rearing their heads even when the Bulls were winning nine games in a row last season when Lonzo Ball was out there. It just it became more magnified as you went through the season and other teams adjusted to what the Chicago Bulls had, and the Chicago Bulls and, and the coaching staff made no adjustments themselves. That's where got the Bulls where they are, and again, Ownership not really doing much. AK and Eversley have to get to work this offseason. One way or another, you have to get to work and pick a direction and a lane in which you're going to go. The Bulls tried to live in two worlds. They tried to have this young roster with these players that they were selling us on their future while bringing in over 30-year-old players and veterans to try to compete now, and it did not work. You didn't make the correct deals. You, you made deals that ended up hurting us more in the long term, whether, whether I understood it at the time or not. The result of experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Those deals were it hurt the Bulls more in the long term than it helped in the short term. And because of that, you now got to eat it and you got to figure it out. Now, we know AK just got a contract extension, as did the coaching staff, as did most of the execs in the front office. We're, we're keeping this leadership group of the Chicago Bulls for quite a while. And in a time where the confidence in that ownership group, in that front office is, is weaning, it's not starting to. It's, it may be in the complete toilet at this point. You got to figure out something. And no, no one, I think, expects you to make magic, but do something that's sensible. Pick a direction. Bulls fans can, can settle, not really settle, but can come to terms with picking a direction and your, your, what you say to us matching that direction that we see on the court. The biggest issue over the last year, year and a half, is that you've been selling us a dream that has not been represented in what we've seen on the court from this team. What we've seen in the moves that you made from this team, not being represented in the way that we've gone about our deals for this team. So as long as we have that issue and that and that sits around, it's always going to be this discontent and this fight back from the fan base because you are selling us a dream. You are trying to gaslight us in a way that Bulls fans just aren't taking anymore, right? Yeah, we're still going to show up to games because we love the team. We're all the, all the people who say, like, don't go to games, do that. It's not going to happen, not with this fan base. But at the end of the day, let your words match your, match your actions. And if you're going to sell us on still trying to compete and you think we're not that far away, then go and make moves that are going to get us closer to that vision. If you reevaluate and see, hey, no, we're actually farther off than what we think. Or even if you say, 
We can make moves to compete now, but does that hurt us more in the long run? Then pick that path. Decide to do what you're going to do. Just pick a path, A.K. Eversley. Just pick a path. But it does seem like at some point soon, whether it's this offseason or next, a reboot is coming for the Chicago Bulls. And that reboot is still probably going to end up with Zach Levine on the roster. It may end up still with one of DeMar or Nikola Vucevic on the roster. It may do that. It may end up with two or all three of them gone. It may still end up being that. But at the end of the day, what comes down to it is that you have to pick that path. But all right, let's get into the last topic that I want to talk about. And we got a voicemail today as well. But And that is free agents that the Bulls should avoid, right? And some of these free agents are players that I've seen you guys mention. I know Bulls fandom want some of these guys, but they just don't make sense. The first one that I'm going to mention is Cam Reddish. Listen, Cam Reddish has been somebody that his potential has always been alluring, but the, the, what you see on the court is dog shit. I'm just going to be frank. He's shown some flashes, but there's been nothing from Cam Reddish consistently enough that he does either of the things that he is supposed to do well, well enough to get any type of long-term money, right? And that's really what it comes down to. If Cam Reddish is willing to accept the league minimum to come and prove himself on the Chicago Bulls, by all means, sign the kid. But if it takes anything over that, Cam Reddish right now is a player that is supposed to be a 3 and D player that the, the three ball doesn't fall very often and the D is damn right questionable at times, right? It's not enough. It's, it's, he's really a slightly better, better version as from what he's shown on the court so far as, as Denzel Valentine. I know a lot of Bulls fans love this guy. I did too at once. I was literally saying at once, if the Bulls made a move in trading, whoever it was at the time, I think it was Kobe White at the time, for Cam Reddish, it's kind of a wash. I wouldn't mind it because he, he's more versatile at positions. But now, Cam is just, Cam ain't it. Cam Reddish is not it. He's not what he's projected to be. And I would love to be proven wrong with that. If Cam can turn it around, be more consistent, he has all the potential in the world. But with, when you're looking at the Chicago Bulls, and how minimal assets they have in the free agent market, I would not want to attach any type of long-term serious money to Cam Reddish because I think it's going to be fool's gold. Next up is Kelly Oubre. Now, and Kelly Oubre is not as much of a negative. Uh, he is. But I think when you look at Kelly Oubre, one of his best skills is being ball dominant and scoring. And I just don't see bringing in a black hole on offense like Kelly Oubre when we're already trying to get the ball out of Zach and DeMar's hands more often than what we have already. Yes, Kelly Oubre can shoot the three. He has, is more of a versatile way in which he can score. He doesn't necessarily always have the biggest impact in scoring, though. But Kelly Oubre, stay far away from Kelly Oubre. With the assets that we have, with what he's expected to want for contract-wise, no, nah, you, you can keep Kelly Oubre up off my team. And then lastly, the last player I want to talk about is somebody we already talked about, and that's Dylan Brooks. Now, I'm not even going to say the character issues. I'm not even going to say the basketball on the court because Dylan Brooks is a 3 and D player that the, the three ball doesn't fall consistently enough for, for me, but he does bring that defense. He does bring some intensity. He does bring a player that can come in, play solid defense, and score in double digits. But when you have, look at this Bulls roster as currently constructed. You have DeMar DeRozan, P. Will, Dalen Terry, and, and Derrick Jones Jr. all kind of taking up those areas of minutes around the, the, the spots that Dylan Brooks would play in. And that is why I cannot see the Chicago Bulls signing Dylan Brooks. It's just because of that. Is That alone is that when you look at the Fords that we have that are going to be on the team next year, unless a trade happens, it's not going to happen. And I think that I would rather take a shot at playing Dalen Terry more minutes to see what we have in him than bringing in a player 
at Dylan Brooks that is still going to command some money. And I know Bulls fans, we tend to think, oh, we can get this guy for cheap because there, there's some issues there. Dylan Brooks is probably going to be looking to get paid as much as possible. And I just don't know if, the Bull, if that's the best spending of the Bulls' assets, considering we do have those four players operating those, those two positions that Dylan Brooks is probably going to play best at. And we, our biggest glaring issue is point guard and then maybe center if Nikola Vucevic does leave. That's kind of my thoughts on there. Just some players I would like to see the Bulls avoid if they can. But let's go ahead and get into the last thing for today. We did get a voicemail in. This one's from JT. Hey, what's up, Hey, This is JT. So I was thinking about something, right? So obviously we got the NBA draft lottery coming up. Um, and I was thinking, I don't, me personally, I don't, I highly doubt that the Bulls going to get a top four pick. I could be wrong, but question. Because we in need of a point guard, right? And we missing Lonzo's game, like Lonzo at his peak. Uh, we missing his game, like really, really badly, right? And we need a point guard. If it's possible, what do you think about the Bulls drafting the point guard out of Indiana, Jalen Hood, Shapino? I watched some of his tape, and to be honest, some of his game, at least to me, it kind of mirrors Lonzo a little bit. Like with the, the throw-ahead pass, with the vision, and he could shoot a little bit. He's like a big guard. Um, I mean, I haven't really like, looked at his defensive tape, but, I mean, you can kind of, you know, develop that over time. But, I mean, it's just like just a thought. Like, I'm wondering, like, if we would be able to somehow, like, get him. I don't know if he like, coming out, like, if he, uh, if he declared for the draft or not. But uh, what you think about the Bulls, if we could draft Jalen Hood, Shafino out of Indiana? Uh, let me know what you think, Hayes. All right, JT, for Jalen Hood, Shafino, um, here's what I'll say. The Bulls can't get him. We don't have a draft pick. We don't have a draft pick, and he's slated to go right at the bottom of the lottery or right outside that lottery area. So you're looking at anywhere between 14 to about 18 and 19 for Jalen Hood, and I just don't think the Bulls can trade into that spot. Now, again, the Bulls could very well trade into um, getting that uh, New York Knicks pick from the Portland Trailblazers, which is number 23. If he was to fall there, absolutely take him. But I just don't see him falling in that area. But definitely a good prospect. And I understand why you brought him up. It's just that if the Bulls had kept their own pick at 11, right, even if we had kept that, maybe you look at a player like that. But unfortunately, the Bulls just don't have the pick. But that is it. That's my time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, um, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message or, and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.